tiny, tiny chip in what looks like a normal mouth guard. Yes, it is. Essentially what it does is it measures head accelerations. So how much does your head move? Forward, backwards, rotational. It has a piece of technology in the left-hand side of the mouth guard, what we call the buccal cavity, and it's got some really interesting tech inside. So accelerometers, gyroscopes, um, proximity sensors. We have now introduced these smart mouth guards into the um, head injury assessment process. So essentially, whenever a player sustains an impact or a force or a knock on a field that's above a threshold that's been pre-identified, an alert goes from the smart mouth guard that they're wearing to the match day doctor that's standing pitch side, and the player then will be removed and entered into the head injury assessment. So this is an addition to the process because at the moment there are a variety of criteria that result in a player being removed for a head injury assessment, um, and those are typically observable signs and symptoms, so like the player looking a little bit dazed or confused or taking excessively long to get up off the ground. Are you expecting more players to be taken off then during a game? Yeah, so there's the fine balance that we have to reach between um, wanting to flag players for having significant knocks and bringing them off, but we also can't disrupt the game and have an excessive number of players coming off. So we expect, based on where the thresholds are set, that we've based from data that we've collected over the last two years, we expect about one alert per match. You have lots of players spread over a huge area they're all going to have their mouth guards in but you're still able to get that data back in real time yeah and the sim the system's really simple so it's a bluetooth enabled uh, technology so it works off an ios device or an android device so as long as you're within range of the bluetooth which can be up to 50 meters 100 meters depending on the um, bluetooth frequency within the arena it will communicate and give you live data so again it will tell you if there's been a big head acceleration or the volume of head accelerations that have happened. What we're seeing with this type of technology, which is common in iPhones and all sorts of other electronics, is they're getting smaller and smaller. And we believe that this, this technology will just continue to get smaller. The battery technology is becoming smaller as well. So I'm obviously a fraction of the size of an elite rugby player. I wasn't hitting anywhere near as hard as they do. Did it register anything? In the background, it's picking up the tackles, but um, for our application, it has to hit a certain threshold and you didn't reach that, which is great. I've got some examples here though of what this might look like over the course of a season for a professional athlete, if you want to have a look. Yeah, let's do that. You can click on the individual events themselves and you can actually look at where the individual received the impact. So from the mouth guard it can detect wherein the head was hit. And the mouth guard's connected is on the teeth which is connected to your mandible or cranium sorry. Um, so it can detect where on the on the head uh, or on the, um, or the upper body that the actual impact came from. This comes at a critical time for rugby. Scores of former players have launched legal action against governing bodies over the long-term impact on their health from playing the game. But it's advancements in technology that make this new monitoring procedure possible, and officials hope that will make the game safer.
there are voices from experts and former players who say actually the game should be changing. You shouldn't just be introducing these mouth guards. You need to stop the big hits from happening. Mm -hmm. Is this enough? That is a hard one because rugby is a contact sport. There will always be an element of contact to it. So what we need to do in our roles in the player welfare space is try and make that contact as safe for players as possible. So ultimately, this technology, it will lead to changes to the game and changes to the way players train. But now we need to collect data from players over a period of time to then really understand what the game and training looks like for these players and we can then make changes. You're going to gather all this data once you have it, is there actually an appetite though to react to it and change the game? Absolutely, I would say without a doubt. Um, we've had incredibly um, warm and responsive um, responses from teams and from players and various coaching staff. I don't think anyone would deny or largely everyone would acknowledge that the game needs to continually try to make safer and we need to reduce this impact to players. So absolutely, everybody is on board with it. And I think we have more power behind it by it being based on evidence and by it being objective, because um, a lot of rugby and a lot of monitoring contact and impact in rugby is very subjective. What I standing on the field might look different to what you will perceive to be a different level to what you standing on the field, but then also different to then what the player is actually experiencing. So by now having these numbers, um, everyone says we need the data to drive the change. But yes, the, the desire is there for sure. This is still new technology being used on this scale for the first time. There's going to be continued scrutiny of the data it collects and how that informs the debate on changing the game.